Ready to go, we're on. <laughs> Good. Um, so this is a class about how to, on purpose, do the things that scripture says, walk in the ways that scripture says about this alien that lives inside of us called God in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so th there's just scriptures everywhere about, well, how, what does that do in my life? What does that do at breakfast? What does that do at work? How does my life change when I know and purpose to walk with the Holy Spirit, to understand the Holy Spirit? Um, and we have been doing this for a couple of years now. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff that we've talked about. And so this semester, we're talking about this whole sometimes scary but shouldn't be scary thing called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we're in about week four of that. And I, I probably will say this every single week. <clears throat> Come on in. There's plenty of space right in the spit zone right down here. No, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so, so introduce yourselves. We've all confessed our worst sins. When, no. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> You're, you're saints if you're, if you're, yeah, yeah, I know you. Yeah, 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 no, I, I got that. Where was I? I was talking about, um, I, I would probably say always that this subject of the Holy Spirit can be fraught with weird stuff and danger and, and I just, and, and well, I don't feel the Holy Spirit. You know, they're, they're just kind of this whole thing. And I just want to say that, that, this verse just should really steer us. God has not given us a spirit of fear. There's nothing to be afraid of, but he's given us this Holy Spirit who has sort of three balancing ways of coming at us or through us, power, love, and a sound mind. And so, first of all, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live life. We saw verses today. You, you probably were looking at the verse, but somewhere in there says, in the Holy Spirit, and you go, oh, and so those, those verses are salted throughout all of Scripture. In him we live and move and have our being, but God is at work in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So, so there is this being inside of me, and he works in ways that are powerful, in ways that are loving, and in ways that aren't crazy. In ways where you can go, that makes sense. Now understand, God's ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And so just because I say he works through a sound disciplined mind, that's his mind. But we have the mind of Christ. So, you know, it might be you getting a sense you're supposed to talk to somebody on the subway. Oh, there is no subway and never will be in Nashville. Um, but, no, but, um, you're supposed to talk to somebody on the street and you just, you have this sense and you go, that's crazy. But maybe his ways are higher than your ways and you start up a conversation and 20 minutes later, they're sharing something about them, and you pray, and you take them to lunch, and then everything changes, and you go, wow, what was that about? All I did was say yes. And that's the point. Whether we're in school with classmates, whether we're a president of corporate, we just say yes to the Lord. And crazy, crazy fun stuff, and normal stuff, and sometimes nothing, but, but things can happen with us when we say yes to the Lord. Um, 
So we have been talking about 1 Corinthians 12 last time, 1 through 7, and we talked about varieties of spiritual things. So our goal was, was to say, can we put this into a framework? And this is what Paul does in 1 Corinthians. He says, okay, I'm going to give you a framework, and then in other places in Scripture, I'm going to plug things into that framework. Now, at the end of 1 Corinthians 12, he says, okay, I'm going to obliterate my framework and throw it all into one blender so you don't start to think in framed areas, but you just take a step back and go, it's God, okay? But I'm, I'm going, like he gave us 10 commandments, but then he said, but really everything's two commandments, okay? Okay, so number one, um, we, we have gifts by the Holy Spirit, charisma, Charis, grace, ma, package, package of grace. You are something. You have been given a generic, raw, described ability that is from God. And no matter where you go and what you do, and no matter how old and young you are, and no matter how obedient or non-obedient, ignorant or knowledgeable of this gift, it's yours anyway. It's like been tattooed on you, and you can say, I don't like it, I don't want to be that, and it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit sovereignly said, I'm giving you this ability, and you this ability, and you this ability. God went to the, we said last time, kind of to the, if there is a Walmart, probably it may be a better than a Walmart, maybe a Costco in heaven, right? Um, anyway, but, but he went in there, and he said, mm, in their life, because of the works I've laid out for them, they're going to need this, this, a lot of this, here, get, get two, two shelves of that, and, and Put that in you so that when you became a believer, Holy Spirit came inside of you and said, in you, this grace package is activated. Ready, go. And so you grow into it over time, and it's yours. So you, and it's something that you are. Then he said there are varieties of ministries, but one Lord. So a ministry is an assignment. So if I have a degree in mathematics, I have a job doing mathematics here, but I could have a job here doing mathematics, but different kind of mathematics. I could do quantum physics mathematics. I could do first grade mathematics teaching. Okay, but mathematics would be my thing. So in the same way, he says, you have a current ministry assignment from Jesus. He looks at his body and he says, this body in this place needs this. You're that thing. I want you to take your charisma and use it in this way, a diaconia, a ministry. Okay? So each one of you has a charisma, a package of grace, and you have a current and changing ministry. I am not being distracted. You have, I like your hair. <laughs> we, we, we need to film these. Um, so uh, you have a current ministry. So you have, a, you have a package of grace, which is yours forever. Maybe not in heaven, I don't know, but forever. You have a ministry which changes and grows from time to time. And when you use your charisma in a ministry, God the Father says, Hacha, hacha, I'm going to make something happen. There's two here in the balcony. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so, you, so then God causes effect. So remember the verse where it says, um, 
Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. Okay? So we, we take our gift and we work in this ministry and then we go, how did that happen? And God goes, <laughs> right? He's like behind the scenes making sure his kids are successful. So he adds his in the background, not showing off, letting you get credit sometimes. He adds that and you go, oh, that was cool, right? Hi, you know, it's like, whoa, I didn't know it was loaded. You know, it's like, whoa, it's, grace just flowed. I, I taught and people came forward and confessed Jesus. Wow, you know, and so I didn't know I had that, that thing. And then Paul says, now, on the other hand, so this is energy, the energizing God. He says, now, on the other hand, says, so th this is that three-part structure. He says, now, in addition to that, or on the other hand, the manifestation, phanerosis, the clearly visible work, is given for supporting you using your gift in your ministry with God the Father. So these are power tools. So you're, you're building a shed and you're going, Holy Spirit goes, hey, hey, try this. You go, this is incredible. I've got power tools. And so there are power tools, and this is the list in, in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, where is, the, where is the, the guy who I said, I want your testimony this time? Are you here? Yes, come. Come on up here. So we talked about, and so what I said was that power tools come at a point of need and a point of faith. So that complete list that we talked about, tongues, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, um, healing, miracles, faith, those nine things, all of those are available to all Christians at a point of need, connecting to a place of faith. All of them. Okay? All of them are available to you. So we got talking afterwards. He said, oh, oh, so here we go. Hi there. We're going to be real, real close. Yes, while we, as we, close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Tyler Kemmer. I'm, I'm new to this community. I work at Lipscomb now. Uh, I was uh, I work for Lipscomb Mission. So a few weeks ago, oh, thanks. That's what I was um, a few weeks ago, I was in Guatemala and uh, a new area that we're looking at, maybe sending students one day. And so there was a a doctor in this area who uh, you can only get there by boat. It's a very poor community, obviously. He's the only doctor for thousands of people. Um, he's there for three weeks at a time, and then he'll go home to be with his family for a week. But during that three weeks, it's like 24-7 people are coming to him, women who are, couldn't make it to the hospital in time, getting ready to have their babies. It's just like this very kind of crazy, intense situation where he's volunteering to do this. So in, in tears, he started sharing with us some of his stories um, about how he just was not equipped to help people. They would come to him. And so he shared specifically there was a guy with a young man with cirrhosis of the liver who was a drug addict, alcoholic, who came to him, and he just really couldn't help him. So he gave him ibuprofen and said, I'm just going to pray with you. And, you know, I believe, you know, shared his testimony. And so the guy came, he told us the story. The guy came back in the week and was completely fine. Uh, and was a believer and like just went on his way so he's sharing this story you know in tears to me and another one about someone um trying to think of what he had but another similar kind of disease that he couldn't treat and so he's kind of sharing these these testimonies and so um, there's that aspect but i also 
wanted to share just a couple personal stories. That's okay. You can cut me off whenever. But um, I, I grew up in the Church of Christ in, in Ohio, very conservative, and I'm uh, very kind of critical of these things growing up, to be honest, and I'm still kind of that way. And even on this trip in Guatemala, there's a young lady who's grew up very more, much more charismatic, and she's just her language of talking about, like, well, you know, God's told me, God spoke to me. I'm just kind of, kind of like, you know, I'm kind of cringing, like, oh, what does that mean? Like, you know, so I just, I'm telling you that so you know who, who I am. But um, my wife and I were missionaries in China uh, right out of college. And so uh, this was the first time where I felt like I was kind of open to the Holy Spirit in my life and started seeing things working. So this, this is my personal story that I can share with you. So maybe you'll believe me because uh, it's because I'm here, right? Um, but it, it was more the, the, the kind of the, not an audible voice, but like this, these thoughts that started coming to me like that I needed to do something. So the first one happened um, when I'd been studying with this um, young lady for, who was Chinese. Um, and we just, she was telling me how she wanted to commit her life to Christ, but just couldn't get there somehow. Just something was missing. So we were praying together. Uh, I was in a, I was staying in like a hotel apartment at that time. And so as I was walking her out of our study, I, I had this thought like walk her downstairs. This was just kind of this thought that came to my head like I need to walk her downstairs. And, and I had this internal dialogue where I was kind of like, I don't want to. You know, I mean, I, I mean, they're just thinking like that's that's stupid. I'm not. You know, and then, and then again, just like walk her down. I'm just like thinking like I should walk her down the steps. Just kind of, again, not a voice, but. Um, so she left, and I just, again, thought, it, like, okay, fine, I'll put my shoes on, I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait up, wait up. So I, I walked down the steps with her, got to the bottom, and at, at that moment, uh, a couple of Chinese Christians that I knew were walking by my house, which was my hotel, which is on the other side of campus, nowhere near, you know, and so it kind of clicked, oh, like, so I introduced them, they all went off, and then throughout that evening, they studied together in Chinese, because I was a new missionary, and I didn't think about the fact that she'd never heard the gospel in her native language. <laughs> Next morning, she wanted to be baptized and came to me like, listen, listen. So um, that was the first thing. There's some other things that happened. Um, my wife and I were lost in the city, and we could not find our way back. This is back before mobile phones. Uh, and so we got to this bus stop that we knew went to a school she used to work at. So we took a bus to that school, and while we were there, I was frustrated and angry, uh, trying to figure out how to get back. And this man, this guy approached me on a bicycle, a Chinese guy, like wanting to ask me a question. And I really wasn't having it. Like I just didn't, because a lot of times people just want to kind of practice English with you. And I was just trying to get home and we were frustrated. So he came up to me and tried to kind of talk to me. I was like, oh, hey, 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 you know, I'm like, like doing my thing. So he, he rides off and he's kind of watching me from a distance. I'm just like, what does this guy want? You know, so he comes back over again and he's like, hey, like I'm, I'm looking for this old teacher that used to work here. I'm like, sorry, I don't, I don't work here. You know, I'm just, I'm lost. You know, just, you know, sorry, and it's kind of turning again. So he, he rides off again, comes back again. As he's approaching this third time, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh yes, I'm a missionary in this country. Um, maybe I should be nice, like, be nice to this person. But like, kind of an overwhelming thought of like, talk to this guy, you know. So I, I so I fully engaged him. I, I, I again, just, I need to fully engage him. So I'm like, hey, like, how can I help you? So. It turns out this guy is riding around a bike trying to find his old teacher who was a Christian because he wants to learn about the Lord again. So he's like a, a guy in China riding around a bike trying to find a missionary. And here's a missionary who's lost at his <laughs> bus stop who doesn't want to talk to him. Um, so uh, we connected and uh, this guy was a doctor. Uh, I ended up going to his hospital and as a 23 year old kid uh, studying the Bible with three doctors in a closet 
in a in a hospital because it was secretive. So, but because of this encounter. So, um, and then the last one I'll I'll just share real quick is a. Um, I was on a bus, a city bus, and I, again, there's a theme here of me being annoyed in China, so I apologize. But um, I, yeah, yeah, uh, I was very frustrated. It's like it's a hot day. I was standing. I was getting sick, like car sick, bus sick, um, and uh, I just looked really angry and mean. I'm sure to all the Chinese people looking at the one foreigner on the bus who was just mad. Uh, and I did have this overwhelming thought of like lighten up, and I, and again, I was just kind of like. These are, these are probably like the only times this ever happens. I just want you to know. But I was like, no, no, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm not, no, and, you know. But again, like lighten up. So then at that moment, I heard a child from the back of the bus singing ABCs, a Chinese child singing ABCs at me, like trying to get my attention. So I was like, okay. And so I lightened up. Okay. So I smiled and like waved to him. At that moment, the woman sitting in front of me tugs on my shirt and introduces herself to me. This was like my first month or first semester there. My uh, friends and I were looking for a teacher to teach us Chinese while we were there. So I started talking with her and she was a t person who taught Americans or uh, Chinese basically. So she gave me her card, I got off the bus, we connected. So then she became our Chinese teacher for uh, three months and then she left for America. And it was, I think like three years later, I got an email from her kind of recounting that moment and even mentioning the fact that she was afraid to talk to me because I looked so mean. <laughs> but when I smiled at that child, she was, thought it was okay. And then she, she had become a Christian in the US because I, we'd given her a Bible through our studies. Anyway, so there's some stories from my life just wanted to share. But Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Yay. <clears throat> God could use grumpy people. Yes. Um, we, we were at dinner last night with a young lady who we knew a little bit and uh, just one afternoon I just I just looked at her and I kind of I just said you know and I just kind of said something about her I said you know who you are I mean I was kind of bold and three weeks later she changed her major now she's getting a master's and she's on it and we had dinner with her last night and she said I don't know what happened that day but man I'm I'm right in the target bullseye where God wants me, and I'm so excited. And I thought, I, I could have not said anything, but when you hold things out with an open hand, if they're from God, even if the person doesn't want to hear it, it seeps into their heart in some way, and it does its work. We're carriers of this powerful, viral, good viral thing that does its work, and we're just carriers, even when we're grumpy looking, which when my face is relaxed, it looks like this. <laughs> okay. Um, so, that's, so this is the structure that we're going to work with for a while. And I, I did this to kind of show you a little bit how that might work. So <clears throat> if you think of, of your charisma as being a kind of a light bulb, and then the fixture that you're in, or the fix that you're in sometimes, the fixture that you're in is that ministry, and the light going through you is the energy of God, and the outcome then is something. So, so here are two light bulbs, each with an attitude. Uh, the spotlight wants to be in the spotlight. This says, I'm not a spotlight, so pff, how good can that be? So God goes, all right, I'm going to put you in a basement that 
almost nobody ever goes into, but feel free to turn yourself on and off and be a spotlight. And I'm gonna put you in a drawer in a kitchen and you're not gonna shine, but I'm not abandoning you. I'm hiding you for something. You're not hidden from something, you're hidden for something. And so the nightlight is going, I'm in a drawer, I'm in a dark drawer. I can't even plug in, I don't know what. And the other guy goes, I'm in a basement, I'm in a basement. At some point they both reconcile with that and the spotlight is put into the worst looking uh, fixture you could ever imagine. But somehow the spotlight enjoys people walking by, looking at the fixture, looking at, and he's going, I love, I love this. I love this life. I, no one even knows there's a spotlight in here exactly. I mean, they see light coming out, but they don't see the light. But I love this goofy place I'm in. How fun is that? And the nightlight goes, they found me in the drawer. And I'm a nightlight. But God says, but wait, there's more. Now what would you pay, right? I'd pay anything, Lord. And so at some point, the nightlight, oh, stop it. The nightlight goes to the top of the tree and everyone looks at that nightlight in this setting and wow, you know, the, the lights are so beautiful. Let's go see the lights. Let's drive our cars to see the lights. And the lights are made up of thousands and thousands of nightlights, but there she is. And the spotlight is shining on the tree and enjoying shining its light on a tree not being the center. And so that's how our gifts grow. We, we start with a little misunderstanding and we go here and we go there. And somewhere in those assignments, God builds character in us. He builds maturity in us. He uses the gifting and the calling in our life. It's probably the most direct route to spiritual growth. It's when we're operating in our gifts and making mistakes. It just kind of works that way. Okay, so here we are, and I left the energy part off. So gifts, ministries, and manifestations and these are the nine manifestations. We're going to come back to those. You're all going to be speaking tongues maybe by October um, <laughs> after this class is over. Um, so those are the manifestations. So now let's turn and look at the charisma. So we're going to switch gears now and we're going to go look in Romans chapter 12. And so Paul says, and I want us to, to look at the word. So, so he says, look, through the grace given to me, the charisma given to me, I say to everyone among you, don't think more highly than you ought to think, but think as to have sound judgment, is God has allotted to each of you the metron. We're going to find that again later, that word. God has given you a measure of faith, just as we have many members in one body. Not all members have the same proxen function, and that is, this is what I, this is my, this is what I do. I, I do sound, I do the sound booth on Sunday. That's my, that's this. I have a measure from God, a ministry measure from God. He's measured some of himself out to me. And this is what I'm currently doing with it. Okay. Paul says through the grace, caress, the package of grace given to me. This is why I'm saying this because I have grace to say this. This is who I am in the body of Christ. And then he, then he goes on and he says, since we have charisma, packages of grace, the who I am packages of grace that differ according to the charis given to us, right? He says, look, through the charis given me, I'm teaching, I'm writing, I'm exhorting. You have different packages of grace 
according to the grace given you, not amount, well amount, but really type, right? And he says, now, uh, so exercise them, and I guess I didn't translate that word, but it's exercise them accordingly. So now he goes and he says, if prophecy, according to the proportion of your faith, if service in your serving, teaching in your teaching, exhorting in your exhorting, giving with liberality, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. And so he gives us this list. And these are lists, it's almost like a personality, Myers-Briggs. If you're an ENTJ, you need to dial down. Okay, if you're, okay, that's, that's who I am, so I can say that. But so this is sort of, people use this sort of like this. How many colors are in that rainbow? Infinite number. When we, when we boil them down to the primary colors, how many colors are in that rainbow? Right, remember Roy G. Biff, right? right? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. That list are the primary colors of the charisma of God, but there is an infinite variety of those gifts. It's, and these are points along that color scheme. So Paul says, look, you might be an indigo girl. Okay? You might, ooh, I saw what you did there. Okay, you might be violet. Um, you're blue. I'm feeling blue, but it's a good blue. You know, and so on. You're green. And so we each have a charisma package that you could probably throw into one of these buckets, sort of. And so we're going to come back to these, and there will be a Sunday where I'll have posters all around the wall that describe these nine things, and we're going to ask you to gather under the poster that seems most like you and talk to people like you. Okay? It's going to be fun. Well, it'll be scary, but it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. So how do, we th how do we maybe organize these for thinking? Well, Peter did that because he is always confused by what Paul says and even admitted to it some in one of his letters. He says, some things which are hard to figure out, okay, uh, when he's talking about Paul. And so here we have these, and Peter says this. He says, as each has received a charisma, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Uh, and then he says, whoever, ser whoever speaks, do it as one speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves, do it as one working through the strength of God. Okay? So when we look at these kinds of things, first of all, I have a charisma. But it's a package of stuff, but it's a package, okay? This is my package of, of charisma. Secondly, Paul, or Peter says, we're not owners of this. I wasn't given this to own, I was given this to steward. And so this is like your mina. Remember the parable of the minas? Okay, this is that parable where if you were given two and you return four, you get a 100% increase. If you were given 100 and you return 200, you get a 100% increase. What did you do with what, I was, what you were given? How did you steward it? How did you care for it? How did you respect it? Did you ignore it? Did you blow it off? Were you ignorant? Were you selfish? Were you fearful to use your gift? 
Were you arrogant because you had a showy gift? Were you feeling left out because your gift was not showy? Okay, each one is to steward that. And there are two, oh, uh, oh yeah, sir. I remember I put these in there. So, so here are two verses about stewarding where Paul is talking about the grace of God and we're stewards of the grace of God. Every one of us is a steward of who we are and what we've been given. And when we get to heaven, God will just say, how did you do? How did you do? I set up good works for you. I prepared you. I prepared the works. Remember we talked about that last time. How did you do? Did you find the Easter eggs I hid for you? Right? So it's sort of an adventure. It's not, well, you missed one. No, it's like, I'm so proud of you. You, got, you found like 60% of the Easter eggs I hid for you. That's great. That's awesome. Okay? And there's a knucklehead for the other 40. That's fine. I, I knew you'd miss some. Okay? So we're all stewards. Everybody, everybody with me so far? So I have this charisma package. It, it probably is along that line of those nine things, and we'll talk about those nine things later, but they, but they fall into two packages. There is a speaking gifts, charisma, and there is a serving charisma. So if you look at how I've got them worked out there, prophecy would be a speaking charisma. I tend to see things that are going on. I tend to see under the surface. I tend to get a sense of what God is doing, and I share that. I tend to see what's good in a person, and I speak into their life in that way. Okay? Teaching. I love to lay truth out clearly uh, with stories and humor and a Greek word that you all have to say. I, I love this morning because guys obviously got that charisma. Exhortation is not so much teaching, but it's you see something in someone and your, your heart burns. That's right. Your heart burns to see that come out of them. It's like you go to bed at night and somebody you met during the day is just in your mind and you go, I'm going to have coffee. Okay? Because I, I want to just cheer, I'm, I just want to cheer them on. I want to tell them who they are. I want to tell them I'm behind them and don't give up. Okay, that's what an exhorter does. They're just, they use scripture, they need to, but they'll use anything. Okay, they're just, they're after the end game. Service is uh, serving. Giving is giving. Mercy is showing mercy. Um, here, here would be an interesting way to talk about it. So a woman is at a party and she's got a tray of drinks. And she falls. Okay. The person serving her helps, it's sometimes called will go straight to the mess. Because when she sees the fall, she sees the mess, or he sees the mess. And he goes straight to start. Okay, the person with the mercy gifting doesn't see the mess, they see the person who's fallen. They go straight to the person. We can clean up the mess later, somebody else will do that. But, oh dear, can I help you? Are you okay? You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the person with the giving gift sees the need. And they say, the drinks are gone. Are there drinks in the kitchen? I'll go to the store, right? Okay. The prophet goes, I knew this was going to happen. I <laughs> should have said something, but we're not a charismatic church, so I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And the leadership gift goes um, at the end, who's kind of half serving and half speaking, says to the prophet, why don't you get a mop? <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, I think we don't need that prophecy gift right this instant. Okay? <laughs> and the teacher probably goes, looks at the tray and thinks, now if it had a cork top, those drinks wouldn't have slid. And the stair, we needed a runner on the stair. You know, so they're like sorting out what's true and what we can do about it. Okay? So everybody reacts instinctively without really having to make themselves react that way. Uh, you react in a way that is according to your charisma. And so God will give you a personality type that is coherent with your charisma. Maybe even a body type, but who knows what all that means. But, but you, are, you are a coherent package. Everything, remember maybe the first Sunday we said, everything you have is a gift. And we're just talking about one part of the gifts called the gifts of the Holy Spirit or however you want to call them, okay? But, and so I'm a coherent package, and God intends me to use that package for one purpose primarily, and that is to do the works he's called me to do. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he's prepared beforehand for you to walk in, okay? Ephesians 2.10. Yeah, Mike? Would you say that, uh, that we have that charisma, but it cannot be established without the Spirit? Or would you say the reverse? I would say that you were given that. You were a coherent package before you were born again, but you just missed the power. You just missed the, the plug into the eternal intergalactic electricity. Um, I would say that you, I would say that probably there is a tendency to feel that or feel that, but most of us are Christians so long we're not, we don't really have a before and after picture that's very clear. So I couldn't speculate. All I could say is enjoy what you got now, right? In other words, when I'm filled, I'm filled with the Spirit at spiritual birth. And I grow into that fullness in, in all the many aspects of it, for holiness on the inside, for power, love, and a sound mind on the outside, to do the works of God within the body of Christ to conquer the world and eventual galaxies beyond the world. Ooh, after death with our new bodies, that'll be so fun. So, um, so the thing about gifts is we, we do them and then the energema of God flows through us into the world. So coincidences happen. Uh, yeah, Yolanda, it's like coincidences happen. Change happens. Um, some things I do on purpose. Some things I stumble into and recognize. Some things I stumble into and recognize that night. Oh, that was God. Huh, I didn't recognize him, right? The road to Emmaus. Oh, that was, we're not our hearts burning within us. That would be God, okay? And so it's not like we walk around like James Bond, we just kind of know everything that's going to happen, and we're just like, do-do-do-do-do-do. We go about our lives, but if we go about our lives purposing to listen for the nudges of God, and we go, that might be God, I'm going to take a chance. 
I'm not going to take a chance and, and do something pushy, something showy, something rude, something, but I'm going to take a chance and do something bold, loving, humble, self-sacrificial. I'm going, to do, I'm going to do it. And it's not my job to make the energema flow. That's the Father's job. Yeah, Yolanda. Yeah, I had an incident this week. As part of a multicultural class in my, at Lipscomb, we had to get connect with some people that are connected with the population that we have biases against. Yeah. And part of mine was atheism. I just don't, I just have a very bias. Yeah. I'm going to put you in this box. So this girl was like, well, actually, I know you're a Christian, and I'm an atheist. Maybe you and I could have lunch. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went there, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to change her and convert her. Or maybe I'm supposed to show how wonderful God is. And, and, and so when we got and sat down and ate, she said, I just wanted you to know that I had a lot of high anxiety and a lot of fear because anyone I've ever talked to that says they're Christian has always tried to subtly or in my face change or tell me this is wrong. And, it, and I was like, I had a plan for you. <laughs> I was going to do exactly that, in fact. Exactly that. And then I was like, uh, okay. And then I think it was the first time I really felt the Spirit say, shut up. <laughs> it's just like, just, just be. I just need you to just be. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. And there was a couple of things that I was like, I was like, well, where's your moral compass? Like, what do you, what is your compass? And anyway, as she started talking more, I could see connections of where God has worked in her life, and I just wanted so bad to be like, but that, and it was like, it feels like, hush. Right, we speak where the Bible speaks, we're silent where the Bible silent, but we also speak where the Spirit speaks, and we're silent where the Spirit is silent, right? That's our tradition. Ooh, that was good. Um, thanks. Um, okay, so let's do a couple of examples in life, and these are real examples that I, people I know and you may know. You're a teacher. That's your charisma package. You're currently teaching children, and for some reason, as you teach and interact with children, you begin to, you begin to get this revelation about who they are. It's like kind of crazy. You're like playing with the kid, and all of a sudden you go, wow, you're a, you, I love this about, and so you have found ways to share encouragement with the children that tells them who they are, but not in a way that's overbearing or a parent would argue with you about, but in a way where they go, yeah, okay? And so the kids love you and they get set on a course early along their gifting package because you were given what we would call in power tool language, words of knowledge about their life, okay? But you don't go, Thus saith the Lord, I saw you, you know, standing before crowds. You'll go to the nations and ride white horses and talk to kings. No, you, you, know, you go, you know something I really like about you? And you just share it. And they go, ah. And, and God, because that word is alive, you're, you just shared it. You're not like auto-writing or auto-speaking. No, it's coming out of you, just like each of the epistles fully reflected the personality and the words of that person and also reflected the Holy Spirit who can use us with our words and fumbling. And so they just loved the way that you said that. Here's another one. You're a leader. That's your charisma gift. Currently, you're heading up a company and God gives you deep, deep insight, which in Holy Spirit language would be words of wisdom 
that steer individuals in the company into world-changing work. And so, notice I haven't used anything in church exactly yet, because most of us, maybe 98% of us here, most of how we function in this will be out in the world, which is as it should be. Okay? We expect preachers to preach, we're just not sure about our coworker. And then they preach in a way that we just go, let's get coffee. Okay? So, <clears throat> so your company begins to become steered into a way that starts to do world-changing charitable work or this or that or the other thing and be profitable. Okay? Um, yeah, I know a guy like that. He's running for governor, by the way. Um, oh, I just gave it away. Um, you are filled with mercy. Currently, you're part of a ministry to immigrants. God assists your ministry with amazing insight when you meet immigrants about their needs. You just, you, you kind of talk to them for a little bit and you go, do you need some help with education? Yeah, and it's like, yes, I do. And so somehow you have this way of connecting with them where they feel you're safe and they begin to open up. And you now are creating bridges into people's lives across which other people can walk. Okay, that would be my wife. Um, so, so there are, so each of you has a pattern like this that God intends for you in your life. You are A, who is doing B, and Holy Spirit is using C, F, and G to help you, and then down here would be the energema, the, the, the outcome, and this is what comes out of your life. This is how that works. And you get a sense that you are working and God is working. You get a sense that you are co-laboring with God. You get a sense that you have a senior partner who takes care of all the hard stuff, and you get to do fun stuff that may be hard too, but you get a sense you're not doing this alone. God never sent anybody to Africa. Not once. God said, I'm going to Africa, want to come. Right? God never sends us places. What fun would that be for him? He says, I, I want to do this with you. Let's do it together. I, I'm going to be in the Girl Scouts this year. Do you want to be in the Girl Scouts with me? Be a leader. Right? I, see, and so for each of you, he's saying... I'm doing this, want to come. Each of you has an invitation, and that invitation will change over time. If you're faithful in little, you'll be given much. If you're faithful in non-spiritual things, you'll be given spiritual things. If you're faithful in that which belongs to someone else, working in a sense for them under their supervision, you'll be given your own thing. Okay? That's how God works in this in this thing. 10.45. Okay, so here we are. <clears throat> so now we've got this block sort of filled in, but we didn't talk much about it. And we have that block filled in. Next week, we're going to come here, and we're going to talk about filling in this block. We're, we'll be in Ephesians 4, where Paul lays out how the diconia, how the, on a granular level and on a church level, how the ministries work. Okay, so we're going to come back next week. Any quick questions? Okay, bless you. Thanks.